no, I love fun. I hate fucking garbage ass movies with no fucking story to it. It's a new, it's a new, it's usually this meeting is being recorded in a real new That's always a recording in progress. Hey, welcome to Vacation Project, little project progress. Fuck. All right, let's try this again. <laughs> hey, welcome to the Moviecation podcast. I'm Brady. I'm Tyler. I'm <laughs> you know I'm, the order. You know you're always last. That's, I'm Cole. <laughs> this stays. This stays. <laughs> See, Joe's not here, and we're already messing up. Everything goes we're to shit when Joe's not here. We're going to get a strongly worded text message from him later. <laughs> Yeah, I'll read it. I won't respond. Well, Dingus is don't record, record a podcast. I won't read it. Scene. <laughs> Lord of the Rings, this. Lord of the Rings, that. Lego, Lego, Lego. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> screamy vocals, screamy vocals. I'm I gotta do band. homework. I also gotta build this five hundred dollar Lego set. <laughs> So how's everybody yeah. doing? Uh, I'm good. I'm good. I'm wearing a Pepsi hat, drinking a Coca-Cola product. I don't Blasphemy. give a book. Man, Pepsi's going to shoot your ass. They are. Just like they did Britney hey, Spears. They, and, and Michael Jackson. Yep. Remember that? Remember that Kylie Jenner commercial where it was like <laughs> a riot or whatever, and like she handed them a Pepsi and like solved world uh, hunger or something like I don't know. Yeah. Oh yeah. I remember, I remember that. that shit. Yeah. They they mentioned that that was the plan for this commercial, and then just like never released it because everyone was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> oh no, they released it. <laughs> yeah, because I I, I saw like, it what, on TV you, and stuff. I remember <laughs> so, that. Yeah. <laughs> And I want to say that was around like the whole like George Floyd murder and stuff like that too. So I was like, yeah. <laughs> oh my god this 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 screenshot like froze itself for real, bro. Actually, you know what the problem is? Is uh, it's like stuck on like the airdrop menu, and I moved it down, so I can't even tell it to airdrop to me. Oh, love that. To get <laughs> it clear. I'm sure give it like 15 minutes, it'll clear itself somehow. Because I don't know how to exit out of it anyway. I'm stuck here. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> great podcast material right there. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> this is why Joe how left. You guys be- <laughs> Joe, just, he's tired of our shenanigans. Yep. <laughs> so we had a good episode last time and we're back this week with another hopefully good episode i don't know um i got a strongly worded text message from tyler after he watched today's movie which i I still don't know what he thought of it and i'm afraid to ask at this point we're gonna talk about a movie thank you (laughs) i i need to know what this what did this text say i i don't even know what he's talking about (laughs) I, I, I'm I'm trying to make good content here, guys. Come on. Oh, gotcha. Um, oh. but before we get before we get to all that, I did go see some movies this past week. It's crazy. It's only been a week that we recorded. Yeah, it's I feel like it's been yeah. Forever. That's a new record. 
Yeah, it's like we're on an actual schedule. Yeah, it's trying to last long. (laughs) Actually, it might. You never know. Anyway, so the day after we recorded, I went to go see Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. And how was that? Bro, oh my god, this movie was it it could have been good. It really could have been good. And that's saying a lot. Because I I've seen a lot of like people are like, oh, this should have just, you know, never happened and all that. And let's be real. The idea of a Winnie the Pooh movie is kind of ballsy because yes, it is in the public domain, but also it's still technically owned by Disney. Well, I know. I know the I know it's like the something like the, the red shirt portion is owned yeah. by Disney. That's what I was about but to ask. Does he wear the red shirt in this? He wears a red flannel, which you can that's, get away with because yes. it's parody law at that point. That's a yeah, I'd say that's a gray area, but yeah, that they that's fine. No, Clever it's move. it's parody law. It's parody law at that point. They can claim parody and say the whole movie's a parody and boom, they they're in the clear. Way to go. Smart move. Um, so it had potential to kind of be an old school thrasher, thrasher, old school slasher <laughs> throwback um, type film. There's a couple moments in it that felt very wrong turn series to me. And I like that. But overall, the movie kind of just fails at being too serious. Like it, it knows it has a good idea. It knows that the idea could play well if done right, but they don't lean into the goofiness of the idea itself. That's a shame because that's kind of the vibe I got from the movie that yeah. it's just going to be off the walls, ridiculous, like not to the level of like what Velocipaster was, but somewhere in that vein, like maybe a little bit yeah. more serious. No, like if, it you're just, gonna go, if you're gonna go goofy with it, just go all the way. Exactly. And like I said, the idea is goofy because the pretty much the premise of the movie itself is they tell you. <laughs> so here's where they actually did have to change some stuff to avoid legal issues. They tell you the story of Christopher Robin discovering the Hundred Acre Woods and him growing up. Uh with with the the animals yeah um one like they don't show they mention rue but they don't show rue because rue is a disney character yes um same with tigger um here's so is eeyore but this is this is the interesting to me thing to me they they mention them tigger eeyore and rue they don't show them they technically don't show e or either but as like a way to like avoid issues with disney spoiler alert they tell like how christopher robin leaves for college and like the animals grow hungry and they decide that they have to eat one of them they fucking eat eeyore (laughs) so they kill and eat eeyore and then have ptsd from it i mean it makes sense out of all of them that would be the one to eat and like it, and then and then later on in the movie, you see a like a a, a grave that says "Rip Eeyore" on it. <laughs> um, so like that that was pretty dark. 
Um, but then like you get to the designs of Pooh and Piglet, which are like the main characters. The or the, the main Pooh, the Pooh mask is like it's from an immortal mask mask I found out recently. Like you can What's straight that? up order it. Yeah, you can straight up order it. Hmm. Yeah, so it's Pooh and Piglet are like the main characters at this point. The the masks itself um were terrible. Like it did really come off as we have twenty dollars to spend at a party city or a spirit Halloween. What can we buy? <laughs> and that's what the masks and costumes felt like. Uh the kills were kind of gory and brutal, which was interesting to see. Then there's like one part where Pooh talks at the so, end. Wait, is he like silent throughout the whole movie? Yes, they so so oh yeah, that I forgot to mention that. They uh so they kill an EE or they have PTSD from it, and also they decide to take a vow of silence after that. Okay. Which was, I guess, okay. a way to get around a way to get around like oh bother, you know, the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Um but even when Pooh does talk, he doesn't do his normal voice. Kind of like a, a low a low growl almost. And like he just he's like looking at Christopher Robin. Christopher Robin's like, why did you do all this, Pooh? And he's like, you left. And I was like, oh, okay. Here's another thing that I had an issue with. They're, they they show this part where like <laughs> this this one actress character who's in the movie for like 20 seconds looks like Lindsay Lohan, but is not Lindsay Lohan. But if you go on Letterboxd and read all their reviews, it was like, holy shit, how'd they get Lindsay Lohan in this movie? <laughs> they better be careful with that. She'll sue right <laughs> um <laughs> so yeah so when she goes into the hundred acre woods like there's like a swarm of bees that attack her and then towards the end of the movie when like it's like Pooh's trying to like kill everybody they run into like a group of rednecks that start fighting Pooh, and like at one point one of the rednecks runs away. By the way, by the way, this takes place in like England. It doesn't take take place in America at all. Yeah. Everybody has a British accent. Yeah. Well, no, that makes sense because like the original like. But it doesn't make sense on. that there's like rednecks that speak in an American redneck accent. Okay. Yeah. That. Okay. Weird. Yeah. Okay. Not that you mentioned. Because like it's like it's like everyone's like oi governor and then like they get to like the rednecks like oh sweetie what are you doing over here and like the most britishy rednecky accident <laughs> over, like, and i was like what, what is going on anyway oh my so one God. of the red one of the rednecks runs away and Pooh all of a sudden goes like like reaches his hand out like he's fucking iron man or some shit and all of a sudden a swarm of bees attacks this dude and i'm like so you tell me what? Pooh. You're telling me Pooh can like, because maybe he's like addicted to honey or something. I, I he's a bear. His main his main thing is that he he likes honey. That he can control the bees so he gets honey or something like that. I he don't just know. Summons they bees. Don't, they don't explain that at all. And I was like, that is such a great point that you could explain. I need to see this movie. Holy shit! Yeah, so, you're, you're kind of selling me on it now, man. So apparently, the movie made like 500 times its budget. Than what I they mean, had if to you make spend it. Like Two dollars on the movie. I want to know. I couldn't get it on. Here's anywhere. where. <laughs> That's why I didn't see it. I couldn't use one of my free tickets. I I had a um Fandango gift card from Christmas that had like three dollars on it, or something like that, and so I pretty much only had to pay like six bucks for my ticket. Yeah, they wanted me to pay like eighteen dollars for a fucking ticket. I was like, I ain't doing that shit. <laughs> yeah, fuck that. Um, so the other. <laughs> 
the other funny part to me was um the fact that like they've made enough money that they're definitely going to go make a sec like a sequel and so like there's there's options for this sequel they're thinking either do a sequel to this movie or i've read that they're going to do uh bambi's revenge <laughs> which 100 for that yeah. hunter's gonna pay dear and then that. and then uh, another option God was damn like it a, that's gonna be the fucking tagline too uh. <laughs> and then another option <laughs> was um some type of like dark take on peter pan i think uh, is i'm what down I read. I, just, i'd rather see bambi's revenge or winnie the pooh too peter, yeah. peter pan just kidnaps the kids <laughs> It's so fucked up. Well, that's essentially what he does in uh, Once Upon a Time, and that ver and when they did their version of Peter Pan. Because I actually never is that the one with Johnny Depp. No, so Once Upon a Time is the ABC show. In season three, uh, they they did their uh, own version of Peter Pan, and and they do some shit with Peter Pan. I'm just like, what the fuck? So then, um. The tagline, by the way, for this ain't no bedtime story. Nah, they could have. I like it. It's it's like, look, I gave the movie two stars on Letterbox. It's not great. Like I pretty much covered everything I said in my review, which is the fact that this movie had potential and honestly could have been a great throwback style slasher with practical effects. That was the other thing. They used a lot of CGI effects, which I was pretty bummed about. Like, if you're gonna have a low budget. Don't blow your budget on CGI effects, especially if you're trying to prove that you can make a really good low budget film. Like that's the only that's 100 percent the only reason why I went to go see this movie, because uh, I was talking to a friend about this, actually, because I was like, hey, I'm going to go see this movie. And she was like, why would you watch that? It sounds so stupid. I was like, well, you're talking to the guy that watches literally yearly a movie called Microwave Massacre, like low budget cinema is my jam. And like yep. you. I've said it several times on here. You guys all know how I feel. I fucking hate the Marvel movies. I'm done spending money on these movies. I want to be able to spend money on independent cinema because that's what we need more than anything at this point, because everything's a fucking cinematic universe or under a bigger banner or something like that. So when you get, so that's like, and look, everything, everywhere, all at once. It's a great movie. Don't get me wrong, but it's still under the A24 banner, which is kind of a bigger label at this point not as big as marvel or disney or warner brothers or anything like that but it's still big enough that like it some of the movies don't feel super independent everything everywhere all at once is one of those movies that does feel independent like if you told me if you didn't tell me that it was an a24 film from the start i probably would have guessed it but like look at the northman i thought that was an a24 movie the entire time yeah. and it wasn't point is is like when an independent film like this comes out support it you know because like some of them are good some of them are poo, poo blunt butted or the poo some blood of them are honey. good yes <laughs> uh, some of them are clerks which brands which spawns a whole cinematic universe on its own but still stays and feels very independent every time he puts out a movie yeah. Or you get Red yeah. State, which, you know, it's Red State. I fucking um, love Red State, man. I do too. Okay, but... I was going to say, don't you dare shit talk that movie. 
but it's one of his like most decisive films i would say like you either love it or you hate it i mean yeah because it's either it's political chuckle guys and chuckly funny or oh shit this is really different i like this yeah um (laughs) so yeah then i talked about the overuse of the cgi effects uh the fact that they didn't lean into the wackiness of the entire idea of this movie which i feel like if they cut down on the cgi effects um if they lean into the wackiness a little bit more I think this movie would have worked a bit better than it did. But that's also keeping in mind that this movie did make like 500 times its budget just off of sales alone. So it did something. I don't know exactly know what, but it did something. I mean, again, when you don't spend anything on the movie, it's easy to make a bunch of money off of it, especially whenever it's something recognizable like winnie the pooh but in a different light and stuff like that so the fact that it made that much doesn't surprise me but i know what you mean all right i'm gonna go make a bob the builder horror movie you have to wait till it's in the public domain fuck <laughs> which or i think is can... like 70 something years <laughs> i can just buy the rights yeah, you yeah well, hey, Winnie, hey. Winnie the Pooh's like 90 something years old at this point before it actually hit public domain. I think it's however long they pay for the rights to say within some. Yo, is anyone using Felix the Cat right now? Let's Probably go. not. <laughs> All right, Felix the Cat horror movie. Let's go. But like, like I, I said, Felix the cat. like I said, it's it's interesting that like they did a mixture of public domain and a mixture of parody because like the red shirt. Like I said, is a Disney product. I, I there is a poem someone put out when the whole public domain thing happened. It, it was like it wasn't it like do, red it, shirt. You be it, free. It, you know, nude. if red if uh, if red shirt artist beware. If nude he be your uh, your poo is free. <laughs> a haiku by some dude <laughs> yeah, on the internet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. So then I went, or then I saw the movie M three G A N or Megan. Um. Joe's gonna kill me on this probably, but this movie's like 20 years too late. I'm sorry, but it is. Man, uh, I didn't I, I, like I didn't it. hate it, but I didn't really love it either. It's fun enough with mid 2000s slash early 2010s horror vibe. And it will be added to my yearly October horror rotation. There are a few moments that genuinely got a good laugh from me too, but if I'm being honest, it's a bit slow. I mean, we didn't get our first kill until about an hour into the movie. That is true. It could have had a little bit more tension throughout and a few less jump scares. It also just didn't feel very grounded, or I'm sorry, very groundbreaking or fresh in my opinion. Like I've seen this movie, the exact same movie, at least 10 times by now. Um, But I did enjoy the writing and most of the characters and I'm invested slash curious enough to see what they'll do with the sequel because they've already announced that the sequel's happening. Yeah. Um, So it'll be interesting to see what they do, especially with that cliffhanger. If you made this movie in like 2001, like right after 9-11, I think it would have worked better. But That's fair. in 2023, when we have Alexa and like Big Brothers watching us more than they ever have been with the Patriot Act and all this and name anything technological, our phones listening to us right now, like I could mention that I want uh, popcorn. I'm going to go get a Facebook ad for it now. Yeah. Because, you know, that's what they do. Like, it just, 
the idea of like techno horror isn't as viable as it once was and i know joe if he was here to be like well it's more viable now than he's right but also coming from like a horror fan standpoint the idea of techno horror just isn't there anymore um plus they kind of they kind of did this movie with the chucky reboot a couple years back but kind of like, but, leaning, like leaning more into the technical as the techno technology aspect of it all. Yeah, well, this was a better was... movie than that, though. Mm. At least to me. But here's the thing. What did think about what you just said? Yeah. They already did this two years ago, you know, yeah. with the Chucky reboot. But whatever. Um then I saw this movie on Netflix called We Have a Ghost, which stars uh, Anthony Mackie and David Harbour. Hmm. Okay. Who's, who's what's-his-face on the sh- chief or sheriff or whatever he is on Stranger Things. Yeah, Hopper. Um, He was also Hellboy. The movie was well. like two and a half hours long. Ron Perlman is Hellboy. Get it right. Yeah, yeah. Ron Perlman <laughs> is the only Hellboy I'll recognize. Same. Anyway, um... The movie is like two and a half hours long and it's ridiculously long for this for the type of movie this is. It's like a, a family-friendly ghost f- comedy movie. Um doesn't need to be two and a half hours long. Yeah. It drags a lot. It feels like Casper meets Ghostbusters. Ooh. Almost in a way. I don't know. I'm intrigued. It's whatever. I gave it two and a half stars. I gave Megan three stars. Uh, and then the last thing I watched was a documentary about the girl behind the Amber Alert. It's called Amber, the girl behind the alert. Um, Probably one of the best documentaries I've seen in a while, like true crime wise. Uh, I, it, I was crying a lot throughout that movie. And the last time I cried this much during a documentary was the Paradise Lost series, which covers the story of the West Memphis Three and, well, the West Memphis Six, really. Let's call it what it really is, because uh, everybody in that's a victim. Um, but the thing about this documentary that I found the most interesting was the fact that, like, I'm older than the Amber Alert. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Like the Amber Alert didn't start until 1996, 97, really, but it wasn't really signed into effect until George Bush was in office. Junior was in office. Okay. No shit. So we're looking yeah. at like 2002, 2003. Holy shit. But like the idea of the Amber Alert started in 96, 97, because Amber, the, the girl that it's named after, disappeared in Texas in 1996 like January of 96. And I think they started the idea of the Amber Alert strictly in Texas by October of 96 because her mom went and started becoming an activist for missing children and things like that and like turned her grief into like a good thing. And like, you know, if they had this when my daughter disappeared, where would my daughter be now? You know what I mean? Yeah. And th- and think about it now. As soon as a child goes missing, what do you get on your phone? Bloop. This child was wearing this, and the last, and this type of car picked him up. And Unless that's, you're like that's me, literally, who turns all that off. Yeah, I, I don't have that on either. I keep them on 
Um, and like after watching this documentary, like I'm obviously not gonna like run out there and like go search for him right away. But after watching this documentary, I won't take it for granted. You know what I mean? Like it's more understanding at this point. It's it's less annoying to me now, you know. Right. Um, and seeing seeing the family talk about it was interesting. Like her, so her brother was with her when she was kidnapped, but like like they they were biking together and she said, Go ahead and go home. I'll catch up. And then the next thing you know, like she's gone. Shit. Um so he he's like, you know, every time I get one of those on my tech, like I get one of the amber alerts on my phone, I just like look at it and go, okay, sis, go do your thing. And I was like, <sighs> like that that destroyed me right there. Um because like they gave this, they gave an example, like um it was like I I want to say like early 97 was when this happened. Some girl was kidnapped by her babysitter in the same town that Amber was living in. And like they sent out, this was the first time they ever used the Amber alert. They sent it out within 30 minutes. The police got a call and said, Hey, I'm literally right behind this person in traffic. Pulled her over. Girl was returned to her family. She was like an infant, like nine months old. Holy shit. Pulled, pulled her over, arrested the babysitter, returned the baby to the family. Damn. And like they interviewed they interviewed that kid, and she's like, you know, I've never met Amber, but like I'm thankful for her every day strictly because of this. It's it's probably like I said, it's one of the best true crime documentaries I've I seen. I may check long. that out. What's it on? Long Peacock? time. It's on Peacock. Okay. It's it's yeah, about an I hour and a half long. Okay. Um I will say that uh structure wise it's a little bit weird because they do cut it like it's episodic tv a little bit like they'll okay. tell like a good they'll tell like a good portion of like one part of the story and then cut for like maybe five seconds as if you're like waiting for a commercial to kick on but then go back into the documentary so like i could see maybe they wanted to cut it episodically but decided against it but still kept like the cuts in there hmm. but it also kind of makes sense because the documentary is pretty heavy on like missing children and things like that so yeah give you a little, bit of a, little bit of a break yeah <laughs> um but yeah uh for sure one of the better documentaries i've seen in a while that that and the pamela anderson documentary are still the first two movies that i've seen new this year have gotten five stars so movies this year not doing good so far i still need to like see creed uh three i got screen my screen ticket for tomorrow so maybe the the, yeah. the five star thing will change but right now we're looking at two documentaries as five stars and every other movie is like three or below <laughs> so i got i got a movie that i saw you haven't that you didn't haven't seen so the same night you saw a movie about a bear i saw a movie about a different bear cocaine bear let's go okay Tell us so about this movie this was just a fucking blast. It, it's so, it, it's the stupidest fucking movie, but it's basically so uh, a drug dealer like tosses his, his plane's going down. He tosses his cocaine off the plane. It lands in the woods. Okay. Now, now this guy's sending his boys out. Hey, go find my, go find my cocaine. Meanwhile, some kids are skipping school and they're, they're, you know, hanging out in the woods. Hey, what's this? I have to hurry about that. That's cocaine. 
I think you're. I think you eat it, and they're eating, and these twelve year old kids are eating the fucking cocaine, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, here comes the bear, and the bear like chases them, and it, it's just fu- a fun movie. It's got a good cast too. I'm trying. Uh, it's uh, Alden Ehrenreich is one of the, he's like the son of the of the drug cartel guy who's played by Ray Liotta. This is his like last movie. Uh, he he does a good job. Um. Margot Ma- Martin Margot Martindale is the uh like the park ranger. She has a, a good job, good role. The uh, the TikTok furniture salesman guy, I can't think of his actual name, but he he got pretty famous on TikTok for a little bit. He he plays like he plays a role at one point. And he's fucking hilarious. It, it's just a it's a fun movie. I recommend you guys checking it out. It's a lot gorier. It's a lot gorier than I was expecting. Nice. Like I was, I I was flabbergasted. Yeah, I heard people who had issues with them like killing children in this movie. I don't remember them killing any. No, I don't remember any children. The children don't die. Hmm. That's not what I've heard. That like they show like a bear attacking a child, or implied that a bear killed a child in it. I don't, unless I don't, unless it was like a really minor character, the only two kids in this I'm remembering, they're, they, they're fine. I didn't but, even know um, until like last, like, I think it was like last week that uh, Elizabeth Banks directed it. Yeah, Elizabeth <laughs> Banks directed this. It's I had no idea. <laughs> yeah, her second movie that she did was, or her first directorial debut was the Charlie's Angels movie. So she, I never saw that. that, but I can tell you this is better. <laughs> I like the Charlie's Angels movie. <clears throat> yeah, a ranger accidentally shoots a teenager in the head. Oh yeah, that well, that's not a kid. That's it. it it's still a kid. Yeah, teenager. Okay, yeah. Well, that, that kid was a. Fuck. We see another teenager's bodies torn to pieces very briefly. Yeah. Well, the, the teenagers in this are punk ass bitches. They deserved it. <clears throat> but yeah, like, like Elizabeth Banks was a uh, the guest on a uh, Conan's podcast like last Tuesday or whatever. And yeah, they just started talking about cocaine bear. And I'm like, what the fuck does she have to do with this? And then like all of a sudden he's like, yeah, this is your, this is your uh, directorial debut. And I'm like, what the hell? How did I miss this? <laughs> yeah. Is it really her directorial debut? I swear she did the Charlie's. She directed the Charlie's Angels movie. Oh, her directorial debut was actually Pitch Perfect 2. Oh, okay. Well, what she directed Pitch Perfect 2? Yep. I saw that shit in theaters. She yeah, also you know now now that I think about it, they did mention Pitch Perfect too. But. She also directed like a segment in movie forty three, but that doesn't really count as like a debut because there was a bunch of directors on it. Yeah. Also, who count. really saw movie forty three? Uh, I did. But, but yeah, <laughs> this was this is just a fun movie. Moral of the story: Don't fuck with a bear and his cocaine. Yeah, I believe this mm-hmm. is Ray Liotta's last film. Like, yeah, like, there's no more at all. Like yeah, the I think it. Think this is it. And honestly, I will say he's not in it a ton, but he does a good performance. And I think this is a fitting role for him to go out on. Like, it's, oh no, it's just a good... apparently he has one coming out in May called Fool's Paradise. Okay, okay. And apparently wow. there's two more in production, but I don't know how far into production he got with them. Yeah, because <laughs> when did he die? Was it last year? I want to say the beginning of last year that's what i thought okay yeah that sounds about right because 
I will say May 26th of 2022. Yeah. Okay. So I will say it wasn't until halfway through the movie that I realized it was Ray Liotta because it, it it really didn't look like him. And I was like, wait a minute, is that fucking Ray Liotta? Like, well, I, the last time I saw him was the uh Many Saints of Newark, which is the Sopranos movie. And like he wasn't looking very good in that movie. He he doesn't look great in this one. He also played two roles in that movie, too, which threw me off. In a, like many, many Saints of Newark. Yeah, they they like literally murk his character like halfway through the movie, and he comes back as a totally different character. <laughs> the Many Saints of Newark. Th- that's not the Sopran the Sopranos. Yeah, thing. that's the Sopranos movie. Oh, is it? Okay. With a, uh, they marketed that movie so terribly. They market that movie like, how did Tony Soprano get his start? And like Tony Soprano's like, um, a, a, not even significant to the actual story of the movie. <laughs> What is yeah. he in it for like two minutes or some shit? He's well, in he's it. He's a like, fucking kid. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, he's like a teenager throughout the movie. Like he's not really Tony at all. He's played by uh, Michael Gandolfini, which is game James Gandolfini's son. And I think that's why they marketed it so much was like, oh. hey, look, we got Tony's son to play Tony, essentially. Well, that's neat. Yeah. But like it was more about like his dad, like basically watching his dad grow up and then or his dad you know be what tony essentially becomes and then get killed and like they end the movie with like him grabbing his dad's hand and the theme song playing but also here's the other weird part about it they market it as like this is what tony soprano's origin story is and then it's um narrated by christopher the entire movie and it's like christopher christopher is his nephew that tony ends up killing in the sopranos Okay. Um, well, they, I mean, it's they, not like you can get James Gandolfini to do it. So. Well, no, but it's it's weird <laughs> that they have him that they have Christopher narrating the movie because Christopher is yeah. not even alive during the time period of the movie. He's born during the movie, so he's like not even one during the span mm, of the so, movie. Someone told him the story at some point, and he's relaying it to someone else. You know. Yeah, that was the other thing. He was like, this is the story of my family before my uncle killed me. And like they show his grave and all this. And like, like real Soprano fans are like shitting in their pants and out of anger right now. Like, so you're probably wondering how I got here. <laughs> record scratch. <laughs> One of these days I'm gonna watch the Sopranos. Just because it's so good. It's so fucking good. I've gone through the a few only thing I know about it is that final scene. That's the only thing I know about the fucking Sopranos. Who stop stop? Tyler, Tyler, final scene. Do you think Tony gets shot or not? I I haven't finished the series to be honest. So you've never, but you know the final scene. Yeah, you know how I, it ends, right? He definitely gets whacked. I mean, I've I've never seen. I just I I've never seen it. I just know like what happens. Like I know like it cuts to black and his plane don't stop believing. But yeah, I don't know, so like, what leads the, up to it? Someone or opens like the door to the diner and he looks up and it cuts as it's plane don't stop believing. I, I'm gonna say someone fucking killed him. Yeah, there's theories died. that it, there's theories that he looks up at someone before he gets shot. There's theories that he just looks up, and that's like to break the fourth wall, essentially. Um, the spikes the also, camera. <laughs> but also back back in the day when the when that show ended, it the way it ended pissed so many people off that they called HBO directly and they're like, "What the fuck did you do to my Sopranos?" Like, because they thought they thought like their team. Yeah, they thought it. Yeah, they thought it. Yeah, the show was actually over. (laughs) (laughs) But going, talking about gangster films kind of relays into this what we're going to talk about this week a little bit, a little bit. Uh, I guess we're we're it's it's March. 
it's well right now it's chilly in georgia i don't know what it's like in florida what about you tyler what's it like um, in a, it's Texas? hot as fuck what yeah, about it's, like, fucking... it's been in the 80s well, so not hot actually, as fuck no, but fuck, i don't fuck like texas it. we don't need to worry about texas Florida, because that's where okay, this movie takes fine. place in. <laughs> it's fucking hot right now, dude. Like, I could legit go jump in the pool right now. You got spring breakers down there yet? Yeah, it's spring break week this week, actually. Spring, spring break. break. Spring forever. Break forever. Spring stuff. <laughs> Look at my shit. I got shurikens. <laughs> I could suck your dick all day. <laughs> James Franco is such a dude in this all right we're talking about spring breakers um which is the movie that kind of launched a24 into what a24 this is was now. one of their first movies right it's actually their like second or third but it's the okay. first one to actually like take off and do popularity pretty much i have a question for you brady yes what the hell did you make me watch See, this goes, this leans in, first of all, when I pitched this to you guys, I told you this movie was perplexing to, to anybody that watched it. Because I that's, told you guys. Uh, that's putting, that's an understatement. I, hold on. I told you guys that people who watch this movie are either going to love it or they're going to hate it. I don't know how I anybody also, could fucking love this movie. <laughs> I also, this goes into my theory that every other A24 movie is just terrible or mid at best. And then, like, every third movie is, like, the best A24 film for that time. Now... Okay, fair enough. Looking at A24's entire category, yes, this movie is... Shit. For you guys, guys, (laughs) probably terrible, but for me, I love it. But I'm sure someone would say it's a big movie. But you got to remember, this is also their first big movie that took off. And I don't understand how. (laughs) If you really look at it, if you really look at it, it it's it's like watching a time capsule of 2012 and 2013. Is it? Yeah, I don't I didn't get that at all. <laughs> Just like the I, feel of it, the 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 music itself inside of the movie or like it, no, it feels I like you're just like looking back in time. I <laughs> Okay. I don't know what I was expecting here, but like this wasn't it. I was okay. expecting. Hold on, before before we like you guys get into your reviews, let me let me pitch the, the the question that will help do the reviews, which is as an A twenty four film, where does this fall for you? The very fucking bottom. Yeah, I haven't seen <laughs> a ton of A twenty four films, but this is uh not anywhere near the top. I'm putting Hereditary above this. That's how little I enjoyed this fucking movie. I'm trying to think of what age, what other, I know I've seen everything everywhere. I'm trying to think of what else I've fucking seen. Tusk. Tusk, yeah. So yes. Which is, Tusk mm. is still like two years after this movie came out. Honestly. We're still very young at that time. Out of the ones I've seen, I'd probably go Tusk, everything everywhere, and then this. You'd put Tusco above everything everywhere. Yes, I would. I would. Well, we're talking to Cole, okay. so that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> no, this. I like fun, guys. This movie was. It just felt like a fucking pedophile's dream, dude. Like I, I was sitting there watching this movie, waiting for Chris Hansen to bust into my door and tell me to have a seat. 
That's how I felt Dude, watching this fucking movie. You want to know how I felt? <laughs> this was editor's first movie. This is what this fucking was. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. The, the fucking like flashbacks, whatever they were, they kept taking me out. Like they kept flashing back and forth. I'm like, I can't keep, like, I, it kept taking me out of the movie. I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> like, what do you, what do you mean though, specifically? Like, like they'd be narr- narrating or whatever, and they'd show like one, one scene and they cut to, something completely different than they cut it just i can't th- think of a direct example because i just like they play the same like phone call from to selena gomez's grandma like yeah four I times know. throughout the fucking movie hi grandma i think it, we really found ourselves here you know this it just felt like a bunch of artsy shots just for the sake of having it was ve- it was this was, was a very art how very art house movie and that's why i thought this was their first movie because it feels like a first movie that brings me to my next point that we can discuss is look see how art house art housey like cinema this movie feels and then look at the rest of their movies that they put out like they've really toned it down since like sure yeah they learned their fucking lesson yeah they learned how to tell an actual story Yeah, there there was like barely a story in there. That's there not was a no fucking story. There is a story here. <laughs> no, there's not. No, yeah, a couple of girls meet James Franco and get fucking turn and go fucking crazy. That's the fucking story. Yeah, there's James no Franco is the best part. That's not saying a whole lot. Eh, I wouldn't say that much, but <laughs> I'm pissed at the lack of Selena Gomez because I was promised Selena Gomez and I got like 20 minutes of her. Maybe slightly more than that, but she disappeared and I'm like, oh, she'll be back. No, no, she never comes. Before. Did you not get the indication that she didn't want to be there? Oh, she, she made it very like 40 times. Clear. And you're like, oh, she'll be back. <laughs> Just for fun, I want to read y'all the notes that I took while watching this movie. Oh, yes, please. Which, I mean, I, I hit the first three already, but I still want to read them off again. I put a pedophile's dream. Where's Chris Hansen? Uh, just a bunch of artsy shots for the sake of artsy shots. Zero fucking story. James Franco, dot, dot, dot. Deep throat at a gun barrel, dot, dot, dot. Oh, I actually like that scene. <laughs> you know, that was, I could suck you a dick all day. Can you stop quoting that line, please? Of all the lines, can you just not? Yeah, you know, that, that was out, his please. idea, though, right? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm sure it in. was. <laughs> and then my last note was, oh, my God, I want to die. <laughs> I... I texted like three or four different people who I know had like seen this movie. And I just kept saying like, I, I want to die. I don't want to watch this movie anymore. I kept pausing it to see how much time was left in this. I kept doing that. Not fucking take it. And here, here's the worst (laughs) thing. Uh, It kept buffering for me. So it took legit took me like nearly two and a half hours to watch this fucking movie because it kept buffering. And you know how you, I think it was you who joked this movie was three hours. Yes. It fucking felt like it. <laughs> I was like, is this really three hours? That was just me trying to get you to watch it I in know. a timely manner. <laughs> I love well, this can... movie, man. Why? <laughs> Please, you, you really want to know why? You yes. really want to know why? It's because you two went into this movie expecting some type of story, some type of like anything, right? Yeah, movie, you know, like on, a hold on, fucking hold movie. <laughs> I expected a bunch of crazy kids going crazy on spring break. This is not that. Hold on. 
I mean, it kind of is. Kinda, but not in a, <laughs> not not in a the good movie, way. The movie, if you if you just simply look at the poster, tells you it tells you nothing about this movie. It's it's literally James Franco looking like the whitest SoundCloud rapper you could ever imagine in four chicks in bikinis. Okay, five chicks in bikinis. The movie, the the, the poster tells you nothing. And that's what you should go in expecting from this movie. The I was expecting spring break. From what I remember. But here's the thing. It's a fun fucking movie. Is it's it? just fun. It's fun. Okay. I wasn't First, having fun. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely was not having fun. I wanted to have a fucking lobotomy. <laughs> okay. Let's go, let's go back to James Franco real quick, though. Uh, so this movie actually spawned the best rap beef, in my opinion, of all time. Riff rap, yes. So I know I know you guys know this, and I don't know how many people in the audience know this. So I'll tell I'll tell it anyway. Uh, so if you if you look at James Franco in this movie, just if you've never seen this movie before and you don't want to watch it, just look up James Franco and Spring Breakers, and you can see what he looks like. He has cornrows in his hair. He's wearing uh, the Soldier Boy style swag glasses, is what they would have called them back then. Um, for me, he looks like what I would picture Florida man looks like. Whenever you read Florida man, <laughs> I, I just, that's what James Franco gives off in this movie. Yeah, um, and I'm in the next absolutely what he is. Yeah. So Florida man, James Franco and me. So there, um, there's the scene early on in the movie when they get right, right when they get there at the start of spring break and James Franco's up sta- on stage performing, hanging with them dope boys, which is a real song. The guy that he's performing it with that looks like a rejected member of POD. It, his name is his name is dangerous. He's a real Florida rapper. Uh, it's dangerous, please. Anyway, that's <laughs> that, and he's the real artist for the song "Hang with the Dope Boys." He and James Franco met each other, and James Franco based his character off of him. That's why he's in the movie. Yeah, but supposedly harmony corinne who is the director and writer of this movie who is known for other movies such as gummo which is one of his more popular ones and kids which is a very controversial film um 90s independent cinema that started a lot of like main started a lot of careers for like rosario dawson Uh, i believe adam f goldberg's in it as well um I'm trying to think the in the, the content of that movie is pretty fucked up. Like so fucked up that you can't stream it anywhere. And it's pretty hard to find on DVD. And I've been wanting to watch Fun it for stuff. years. Like you can't even buy it on iTunes. Um but anyway, so supposedly how the, the story goes is supposedly during the production of this movie or the writing of this movie. Harmony Corinne emailed Riff Raff and it was like, hey, I'm writing this movie. I have this character named Alien. Um, I kind of want you to play the character. Harmony, I think some scheduling conflicts happened or something like that. Um, and then Riff Raff essentially didn't do, well, obviously didn't do the movie. But then you see what James Franco looks like. So after the movie came out, Riff Raff goes on the internet. It was like, uh, 
Harmony Corinne, James Franco in Spring Breakers stole my identity uh, and made a movie off of it. Yada yada yada. Stole my identity. Stole my James identity. Franco and James Franco and him started a beef, saying, "You know, I never used your image as my character's image. All this." He's like, "I was using this artist named Dangerous or Dangerous or whatever it is." Um, yada yada yada. Cut to like two years later, Riff Raff gets a job on like Days of Our Lives, playing. What? Yeah. What he, what a fucking like, transition. For like one for like one episode, just like a small cameo, right? And he's playing an actor named Jamie Franco in it. Oh. Okay. Oh, you told us about this. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I forgot it was Days of Our Lives, but I remember that now. <laughs> so yeah, it it like uh and the thing is, is Riff Raff, I don't, I'm sure if you looked it up, you could probably find it, but I'm pretty sure Riff Raff released, as the children would call it today, receipts of these emails between him and Harmony Corinne that like, they legitimately had a conversation about doing this movie. So Riff Raff is not lying, supposedly not lying as far as like conversations go. Now that the conversations actually lead to, hey, I'm going to pay you to do this movie. Who knows? But I just think it's the funniest fucking rap beef of all time because you got yeah. James Franco, <laughs> who is literally like, and I, I can see why this movie wouldn't work well today because 100% because James Franco's a piece of shit. Um, but honestly, he's not a good actor. I've never liked James Franco. This is the one movie I can stand him in, to be honest with you. It depends on what he's in. There's I like him in the Spider Man movies. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're okay. He's a good Harry Osborn. He was. Um, and now we got whatever the fuck they're doing with the current movies. That's fine. Okay. Anyway, um, I don't know, man. It's just, and like I said earlier on in this episode, I do feel like this movie has does, for me at least, have a lot of replayability. Like, it's just, I can put it on, like, it's a dumb movie. I'm not going to sugarcoat that. It's a dumb fucking movie. I'm not saying... It's a smart movie at all. It's a dumb fucking movie. Yep. And that's yeah, why is. I can put it on so many times in a year and just like, all right, I don't know what else to watch. Let me just go back in time for an hour and a half. Because okay. it truly is like a time capsule in 2012 I, and 2013. I, I will give you that, Brady, because you know what movie I do that with a couple times a year that you guys fucking hate? Laser, Laser team. team. Yeah. Yeah. I don't hate Laser Team. That's Joe and Brady. <laughs> yeah. See, I'm I'm glad you at least appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> but no, like it just I don't know. I do feel like it's a time capsule within that small period of time where dubstep was literally in the mainstream to where every artist had it in their music at one point. And now Skrillex looks like a dad of six kids and what the hell is he doing with his life? Because I haven't heard any new music from him. Well, he apparently dropped two albums within the span of a week, like two weeks ago. But Skrillex is like Skrillex was like a big deal back. And I keep saying Skrillex because he is like it's him and Cliff Martinez, which Cliff Martinez did the soundtrack for Drive, are the two main music people in this movie as far as soundtrack goes. Last time um, I really heard someone talk about Skrillex or heard his name in the news was uh Back in 2019, he did the opening theme for Kingdom Hearts 3, like as like a collaboration. He did uh, with like he did the Purple main... Lamborghini with Rick Ross for the first Suicide Squad movie. Okay, 
mm-hmm. when they try because they try to do the Guardians of the Galaxy style soundtrack there where it was different artists making music. I will whatever. say that wasn't I'm sorry, a bad I'm sorry, soundtrack. not Guardians of the Gal- Galaxy soundtrack, more of like a, a, a Black Panther soundtracks or early 2000s Fox superhero movie soundtrack where they have different art like Josie Scott and Chad Kroger making Hero for the Spider-Man movie. They had different Santana. artists make. That was a decent soundtrack. I didn't, I didn't mind. No, no. It was Josie Scott and Chad Kroger. Oh, never mind. I was thinking of uh, that other song with Chad Kroger. Yeah, never mind. You're right. But um, yeah, so like Skrillex did that. Um, and then he, you know, before that, his other biggest thing was the album that he did with Korn when Korn decided to go dubstep for an album. Yeah, that's the last time I heard about him. Exactly. <laughs> what has Skrillex? So it definitely, that's why I say like it's a time capsule because like, unless you're really into like EDM and go to festivals and stuff like that. And honestly, I don't know how an EDM festival works. Like, I don't know if Skrillex is like a big deal at them anymore or whatnot. Probably but, like, not. <laughs> you, you don't hear about him as much anymore. I re- so it's rem- kind of like a fun little go back in time to when I was leaving high schools, my first year out of high school and all this. And you know, <laughs> what the hell am I doing with my life? Oh, I don't know. Listening to a fucking dial up modem go crazy for some reason. I, Cause that I was an appeal. when it was announced, you know, back years ago that he was doing the opening thing for Kingdom Hearts three. I remember people at the time being like, Oh, where's this guy been? He hasn't done anything in a while. And this was in 2019. So yeah. Maybe that's maybe that's why I couldn't relate to it. It's because like I I never listened to EDM. I I never cared for Skrillex or anything like that. Like this this doesn't do anything nostalgia wise for me. It's just a shitty fucking movie. (laughs) But I also like watching this movie and then going and not necessarily like watching right away, but at least thinking about like movies like tusk uh i know i haven't seen it but one that people have seen hereditary everything everywhere all at once um trying to think of other a24 look at where it because like i said this is their third movie but the first movie to really take off for them look at where they started and where they are now like they're getting nominated for like oscars and shit like that so it is an interesting way to watch this movie like just with that in your mind yeah, I get that. But it just wasn't a good time at all. <laughs> you didn't like spring break? Why are you asking suspicious for? Uh, spring break forever and ever. You got to be. Never, never. You know this what I really did like? Forever. Yeah. You know what I really <laughs> did like in this movie, though, was uh, Gucci's character. I don't know. Like every time he talked, he just like said the same three thing, like in a roundabout way. He was like, my baby hungry. Oh, baby, gotta eat. <laughs> and this was pre ice cream face Gucci, pre vegan Gucci. So he was still a big boy in this movie, too. Couldn't tell you who he was, to be honest. Yeah, I don't even know who you're talking about. <laughs> he Gucci Mane? I, I know the name. I couldn't tell you who he was. Yeah. He's, 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 um, he's the villain of the movie, essentially. The, the, the guy that, brought alien oh, up. okay yeah okay gotcha like, you, we, we were best friends he, he's the only person to ever take me to the ocean you know okay yeah <laughs> he's like i taught you everything you know he's like yeah i know <laughs> yeah i i had no idea that was gucci the made. one semblance <laughs> of plot this movie had yeah it's a good you 
Okay, so let's talk about, and it's kind of hard to talk about this because Cole hasn't seen Pulp Fiction, but like I I know pretty much the, the whole gist, and I I, I know where you're I know where you're thinking what you're thinking, Tyler. Like, how could you compare this to Pulp Fiction? But essentially, I'm just saying, like, I mean, I see the comparison. No, but... as far as like a crime movie goes, like it's it's a decent crime movie at least. Like, mm-hmm. I can see where you're drawing the line at it being a comedy because it's not like hearty har har comedy. This was supposed to be a comedy. It's considered you're the one a who said that. Yeah. Also, it's considered a crime comedy film. Yes. And I can see where most of the comedy comes from, which is just James Franco's acting ability in this movie. <laughs> I do laugh. Honestly, dude, I laugh. I, 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 let, I, left, I let out like the biggest laugh when it gets to the end of the movie and they storm the dock and like James Franco gets JFK'd within like the first two seconds of hitting that dock. Yeah, I laughed like, at that. Yeah. <laughs> and then like his two like side pieces that he's with are like harder than him the entire movie like he's such a front in this movie like look at all my shit i got all these guns and like he's a weak little bitch in this movie yep <laughs> i like that they kill him then they kiss him i'm just like okay see cool. that's where i can agree with you on some of the like the flashbacky parts of it because like the way they play that out makes it look like the girls after they commit all those murders at the house, run back to kiss him and then go steal the Lamborghini to drive away in. But I'm pretty sure you're also supposed to kind of get the idea that like they kiss him and then go continue to murder people. Yeah, that that's what I took away from it. But it could be implied either way. Is what I'm, like also the fact that they drive away in like this very noticeable Lamborghini. Like you're, you're telling me like a trap house gets blown up essentially and like. They know they I'm sure whatever county of Florida they're in is gonna know this car because I'm sure they've had issues with it in the past. They're just like, hmm, where's this dude's bright orange Lamborghini at? <laughs> oh, these two these two girls are driving away with it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. I just I couldn't get into it at all. You're not allowed to pick the movies anymore. <laughs> Hey, no, I wouldn't give you that because this is it's your first offense. Let's go with that. <laughs> but, but you, but but in yeah, my Joe defense, has like twenty offenses at this point. This is this is Brady's like first. In my defense, I did tell you guys that it was going to be polarizing. You did, you did warn yeah. us. I just didn't realize. I knew, I knew going into it like this, and I kind of wish Joe was. I know why he's not here, and I do wish he was here. Because I do want to hear what he has to say. I know he died. Um, (laughs) But I did know going into it, Tyler was going to hate this movie. I knew that. I figured you knew that. (laughs) Did you think I, what did you think? I I didn't think you were going to watch this movie because we didn't know at the time, you know? Um, I don't know. It's just for me, just because I can sit here and know that it's so dumb is why I enjoy it so much. I paid money to watch this shit. Same. I mean, I bought I bought it on iTunes, so I own it now. I'm sorry. Um, congratulations. Also, also, this is the second time I've watched it this year alone. You have a problem. It's, it's okay. It's months. okay to get help. <laughs> See a therapist, Danny. So yeah, um, February eighth, twenty thirteen. It's gonna ignore was, that comment. All right. Yep, had been my whole life. 
<laughs> February 8th, 2013 was the release of A Glimpse Inside the Mar- Mind of Charles Swan III, which, um, yeah, that was A24's first film. Oh, okay. And then you get a movie called Ginger and Rosa, and then March 15th, 2013, which is the same day that they released this movie called Ginger and Rosa, is the day that they released Spring Breakers. And that was, and honestly, like I said, that's when they took off their next big movie was The Bling Ring with uh, Emma Watson in it. Oh, I vaguely remember that one. The Bling Ring. Oh. It's it's about like the people robbing all the famous people's houses. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then my, like, uh, my roommate was watching uh, the documentary about that a few few months ago. Yeah, I did too. I wanted to punch the dude in the face the entire documentary. Because <laughs> he he literally had no, he was like, we just did it because they were famous. We could get away with it. Like he did not care about it at all. Um, so yeah, so you get you get kind of like a double punch there of like spring breakers and the bling ring. I think both of those movies really did kind of take off for them. And then like the next big movie for them in my opinion was um for a lot of people there was this movie with Aubrey Plaza called Life After Beth which was uh, pretty big for a bit but their next biggest one for me was Tusk and that was about a year later and then the next biggest one there honestly as far as like kind of like blowing up is like mainstream wise is Ex Machina with Oscar Isaac. Okay. All right. And then, but that's not until 2015. So we're looking at two years later after Spring Breakers. And I think, you know, since then, you know, we've gotten like things, obviously like Room with Brie Larson in it and The Witch and The Green Room and The Lobster, Swiss Army Man like so like since then they've blown up a lot more than what they have been but it's just for i don't know like i keep saying it's for me it's interesting to see this being their first big movie uh tyler i know you're a fan of this show tacoma fd i've seen a few episodes of it yeah that's an a24 show really yeah like a24 produces that like i found that out isn't it uh isn't it the broken lizard guys too yeah um, so I think like A24 is just like the distribution for it essentially, or they might be like a main producer as well. But like, yeah, I was watching it um a couple years ago now, and it was like in season two because they're about to start season four, I would assume soon. Oh shit. I and uh I need to go back and like I was watch watching that. it on actual TV, like not on Hulu or something like that. Because yeah. I was like house sitting for someone and they had cable, so I was just it was and that's all true TV plays anymore. <laughs> Is that or spring or um impractical jokers? True TV and, is playing Tacoma FD. All right, because that's what it's on. That's the <laughs> channel it's on. What a fucking channel to put it on. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, remember when that show was about? Or remember when that channel was about? Like I don't know, court cases. <laughs> yeah, it was about. That's court what it was. Cases? The, yep. True. So before True TV was True TV it was Court TV. Mm-hmm. Oh and, shit. Court TV was created strictly so people could go and watch the OJ trial throughout the day. Okay. And then, like, the OJ trial happened, and there wasn't really, like, much big after that. I'm, you could probably got, like, Lorena Bobbitt, maybe. But, like, for whatever reason, just, like, the idea of watch sitting there watching a, cr- a criminal case happen just 
like lost its appeal which is crazy to me because now everyone's all about true crime and shit like that it was ahead of its time i mean (laughs) yeah it really was because i mean like look at the amber heard trial or look at this alex murdoch trial that just happened um where there's two documentaries out about it one on hbo and one on netflix and i watched both and i was like all right hbo did theirs like last year why is netflix just now doing theirs what the fuck are they going to say differently and they really didn't like say much differently but they were both still pretty good documentaries um that amber heard trial that shit was wild apparently she like changed her name and like moved to like columbia that's why you that's like why you haven't heard anything about her since give me back my wig johnny aquaman (laughs) Aquaman. um but uh yeah so court tv kind of like turned into true tv and for a while true tv was like lizard like towing or like uh, the carbonaro carbonaro effect and practical or like, i was on that show once the carbonaro effect yeah no shit i never even yep. heard of this show so it was so like it's, some... it's it's like some dude that does like magician tricks but like in public oh yeah. but like kind of goes in incognito so you don't really like know who he is and all this yeah so my story is is um that this tells you how old it is back when fries electronics was still a thing. oh my god i went in to buy some movies um oh okay hold on before i tell the story because joe's probably gonna yell at us anyway uh what would you letterbox rating what would you give spring breakers let's zero. go with tyler first zero, zero. Yep. you're just absolutely you you're just i you're just a hater, hated man. this movie you're just a hater yeah you just, you just tyler does not like fun apparently uh, no i love fun i hate fucking garbage ass <laughs> movies with no fucking story to it uh i'm gonna I, cut I, that right there and put that before any part of the intro or anything please do <laughs> oh that's the drop bro <laughs> okay yeah. yeah i'm down for that <laughs> um i give it a point i give it a point five i get this too a four. i give it a four <laughs> that is way too fucking high what about you, Joe? Uh, I give it a screamy Zero. vocals. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. <laughs> Joe Wilmot here. Why is he Kermit the Frog? Because <laughs> he's always so got a hand. Because he's always got a hand up his ass. about rainbows. And what's on the other side? That was a special cameo by Joe. <laughs> He had a frog down his throat and a hand up his ass. Oh, <laughs> uh, anyway, so back to the Carbonaro effect or whatever it is. <laughs> um, oh, this this episode was bullshit, but it's fun. I like it. Was, it. it was good up until this point. <laughs> um, so we got like so what, a good hour or so. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> back to the Carbonaro effect. So I went into Fry's to buy some movies um because fries was the spot for movies for a while um and i get up to the checkout counter and the dude at the checkout counter who i later found out is anthony carbonaro um he starts like talking about he's like oh have you heard about these uh sticker speakers i was like what the fuck he's like yeah man they 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 found a way to like put bluetooth technology into this sticker and so like you could stick it anywhere and have bluetooth speaker I'm just sitting there like, okay, can I just buy these fucking movies, man? They like they. I'm literally in the clip that they show for like two seconds. Like they don't actually show my part or anything like this. 
but essentially the bit goes on like this it, it's a, it's literally a sticker that looks like a, like a small like inside of a speaker mm-hmm. um and like he stuck it on the table he stuck it on like the the counter and he clicks on it and he's like yeah one click plays music two clicks stops it and like three three rapid clicks switches the track or something like that so he puts he takes off the sticker puts it on the table and hits it once and it starts playing this music and then he shows me that like you know you stop and then you can three tracks or three clicks and you you switch tracks well he did the three click thing and a rap song starts playing where it's just like big butts big 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 butts it but they have it so the entire like speaker system of fries is playing this track and it gets loud it starts like he's like oh yeah i forgot it turns up the volume on this one so it starts getting louder and then like at one point he's like yeah and then we're like if the speaker like messes up or whatever you just pull, peel off the sticker and rip it in half and it kills the speaker and like so they you know that's what he does he rips it in half and music stops right um so then he does it and then it starts playing that song again but then it gets stuck and like it just keeps skipping like like a cd skipping and i'm like all right well, can i just get my movies at this point <laughs> <laughs> and so he's like oh shit oh shit oh shit I, I, I gotta go i gotta go and like he ran away to go get like help or whatever and like that's where the bit ends he comes back and he checks you out and all this so i start like that was that was fucking weird okay yeah um, a little bit <laughs> so i start walking out of the fries and uh someone stops me and goes hey come over here real quick um, sign this release form <laughs> yeah sign it because he, he didn't want because someone else was coming up to the table at the time so he didn't want someone to see that someone was signing a release form or whatever yeah he's yeah. like here's your here's your ten dollars here sign this release form yada 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 and that was i made ten dollars just <laughs> and you're in the clip i pulled up the clip i'll watch it after so you're in it for like two seconds you think i'll i'll have to look it up um and i'll send you a screenshot because like it's literally like a link and you miss it kind okay. of okay because i I got it literally pulled up like right now yeah but yeah i was like once someone was like oh yeah where you're, you're in this show and i was like huh okay <laughs> i never watched the show i never seen that show once i know i'm in like <laughs> Two seconds worth of an episode, but I've never I've seen, seen it. I've seen like a an episode or two. It it was it was the thing that came on before Impractical Jokers. That's the only reason I was ever watching it because I used to watch Impractical Jokers, which I haven't yeah. seen in years, and I probably won't now that Joe's gone. Just because Damn. Joe left the show, you're not going to watch Impractical Jokers anymore. Joe's no, just the, the, everything. Yeah, Joe will. Yeah. Just because he left the show, you're not going to watch Impractical Jokers. <laughs> Damn, Tyler's using his full government name. Might as well throw out his social security number and everything with it. Oh, yeah. Joe Wilmot, 267 7535. Yep, that's exactly right. 172 Maple Systems Road. Fucking. Oh, that's what not the right hell is Maple uh, Systems? Fucking whatever city y'all live in in Texas. Way to go. Probably Corpus Christi. There you go. Yeah, I know shit. <laughs> Do you know what Corpus Christi stands for? I do. I do too. It's pretty easy. <laughs> it's yeah, it's really think of the words corpus. What's that sound like? Corpse. Christy. What's that sound like? Corpse of Christ. There you go. Body yeah. of Christ, yeah. 
You know, I only know that because of a typo song. <laughs> oh. <laughs> He's like, Corpus Christi, body of Christ. I was like, okay, Peter. <laughs> Weird dude, that Peter Steele. Rip. Yep. Dude, they had like the best like intros and outros for some of their albums, though. Like they they literally had joke tracks like uh for October Rust, it's called like feedback or something like that. And they open the they open the whole album with it and it sounds like your radio's messing up. And then like the next track is like the band going, <laughs> We hope you liked our joke. <laughs> and then like Peter cuts and he's like, Thank you for purchasing October Rust. <laughs> Just like okay, and then like uh, for the vinyl version, it sounds like your needle skipping. It's like <laughs> I was like, oh no, 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 because that <laughs> was like one shit. of the first. <laughs> that was one of the first albums that I bought when I bought my new record player, which cost me a lot of money, and like the needle itself was like a hundred dollars to replace anyway. Once I actually decided to replace it. And I was like, it was like the first record I put on and everything. I was like, oh no, I broke it already. <laughs> Dude, Forgetting Brady. that this track was like that. So I found a, a behind the scenes clip of that episode of the Carbon Hour Effect and they show never before seen footage. It's like 20 seconds of you. It's like a solid 20 seconds of you. They uploaded this in 2018. Nice. Like three years after the fucking episode. I'll, I'll send it to, to the group chat. Oh, fuck, dude. I probably look like you're like at the very shit. end, starting at like a minute 39. All right, probably so, like a dumb fat piece of shit though. Before Man. we get before we get derailed anymore, Doing is there anything else about spring breakers? Ass. Is there anything else about spring breakers? That yeah, we got? fuck this movie. Fuck Joe. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, Joe, you're fine. I I really do hope, Joe, if you're listening, please don't yell at us, first of all. Uh, oh, he's going to. Oh, don't yeah, yell totally. at us. Bring it on. I don't give a shit. Yeah, you're leaving. You don't give a show, shit because you're leaving. <laughs> temporarily. Temporarily. Don't, Can't even, temporarily. Don't, don't, scare, temporarily. don't scare the audience. Don't make them think of the best thing Actually, about the show. The only feedback we've ever gotten by the show back about the show is please fire Cole. So I thought I the, the only feedback I think the only feedback we got back was fire Lydia, which we did after like two episodes. Yeah, well. You're next. Um. Anyway, yeah, about damn time. <laughs> no, I mean, like, I I am a little bummed that you guys didn't like it, but also I understand why. I guess because it's a garbage movie. It's not that garbage. It's I can see why you like it. It's just not for me personally. Uh, I can't see why he likes it. <laughs> Shout out to Look, uh, Liquid Death for putting out a great watermelon flavor water. Just try to get sponsored there. I'm just saying. Look, you can keep Spring Breakers. I'll keep Laser Team. How about that? You got to admit, the slow, like, montage of, like, criminal activity happening set to Britney Spears' music is, like, peak cinema. You got to admit that. It's no, technically such a cinema. Scene. It's such a good scene. It's such a beautiful scene, too, dude. It's just like you get you get like this soft, sweet sound of Britney Spears's voice, and like James Franco and his ladies like holding up guns and beating dudes to death with them. Eh, I've seen better usage of Britney Spears in movies. Oh yeah, name it's one. Britney, bitch. Uh, from the Office. 
Yeah, that that's 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 a TV show. It's not a movie. Yeah. Well, name one, Tyler. Come on. Austin Powers two. Was it two or three? I've never seen Austin Powers. Okay, yeah, it was three. It was Gold Member. I forgot she was in that, wasn't she? Mm -hmm. And uh, Freaky Friday. Let's go with that one. She did with Freaky Friday. the fucking oh wait, boyfriend. Jamie Lee Curtis saying like, "Oops, I did it again," right? Or maybe yeah. one more time. It was the it was Lindsay Lohan's like love interest or something like that. Chad Michael Murray doing "Baby One More Time." I think that's yeah, what it was. He, yeah, he's like outside her window, like yelling it and stuff like that, and his voice oh, cracks and shit like that. Well, I <laughs> and then I think on like the soundtrack, they actually put like a punk version of it or something like that. So there's there's better examples. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, for Moviecation, I'm Brady. I'm, I'm Paul. Fuck me. You yep. That's all. I'm you, so buddy. glad you're leaving the show at this point. Because <laughs> we literally just had this conversation that you go last. And what do you do? <laughs> just about an hour ago. <laughs> Anyways. I, tr- I tried. Bye. Bye. Play something inspiring. Oh, you all want to see my sensitive side. <laughs> sure do. Play something fucking inspiring. All right. This one is by a little-known pop singer by the name of Miss Britney Spears. One of the greatest singers of all time and an angel if there ever was one on this earth. <laughs> Small. I guess I need you, baby.